0: Things about having a younger children as far as doing this radio show is it makes me aware of things that I wouldn't be aware of otherwise. I would have never even heard of flossing as oh, a yeah. dance.
1: yeah. I hadn't heard of fidget spinners till you brought it up. Right. And why would you? You know, um, the, the hot new bands college kids are listening to, I can help you out with that. But, but not the little kid mm, stuff.
0: We got a gazillion texts about flossing where everybody pointed out it started with that YouTube video of that kid, but. The game Fortnite, which is the most popular thing in the world right now, mm-hmm. the characters floss whenever they do something. What? A tie-in? So, so that sent it over the moon in terms of popularity. So there you go.
1: Wow. Hi. I'd love to hear how those two things came into contact. You know, what, what is the process
0: for that? Somebody who's good at picking up on what's hot right yeah, now. Yeah,
2: viral trends. And one of the things you can do in a lot of these games is it's very popular. You can make your character dance and kind of customize your dances, and you can pay a couple, like a dollar to get customized dances. Oh. That's the revenue stream of a lot of these games these days that are, quote-unquote, free-to-play. What sort of dancing could I get for $3? <laughs> that depends on, on the game and perhaps the rating of uh. said game. But, I am a man of means. But yeah, it certainly crossed it. Like during the NCAA tournament, you would see teams celebrating on the sideline doing the doing the flossing. Dance. I'll look for that. I don't want to see NBA players twerking.
1: <laughs> so that's good. Mm, you know,
0: I'm going to call an audible and do this. I think. All right.
3: Check
1: twenty-two. Omaha, Omaha. I can't. I can never remember what the Omaha play is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to do the Why Liberals Aren't as Smart as They Think They Are, which is still the most read and forwarded article in the New York Times after like a week and a half. But, yeah, I, <laughs> and I found it very interesting. But this one is in the, has been on the list for a long time, too. Uh, what are colleges' responsibilities in terms of getting in contact with parents if they knew a kid is struggling?
1: Oh, there you go. See, I can help you with this one. This is something I've dealt with a lot. Flossing, not so much. Except, again, the healthy dental practice.
0: So this kid uh, at, at college committed suicide, which obviously is a horrible, horrible story. Yeah, yeah, my God. But what, Can't what imagine but the pain? What, what came out of this for the parents? You know, and the parents find out, however they found out, and it's got to be about as awful as anything could. Maybe the most awful thing that could happen in your life. And uh, the school knew he was struggling. Well, I'll quote the um, this kid's advisor. And I'm saying kid, which is part of the conversation, because yes. he's actually an adult. Um, the, the adult's advisor, the college student's advisor, said, obviously what's happening here is a complete crash and burn. I don't know what the procedures slash rules are for contacting parents, but if this was my kid, I'd want to know. The school knew he was struggling. Professors exchanged emails about his absences. He was failing all but one of his classes, but didn't inform his parents who were outraged to belatedly learn uh, about what the school knew and what they didn't. New York Times reporting that um, they cited the Family Educational Rights and Privacy Act as a privacy-minded law that prevents the college from doing uh, what the parents wish they had done in terms of talking about his absences and that sort of stuff.
1: Right. Once your kid hits 18, you get nothing but the bills. You're not allowed to see the grades. You're not allowed to get attendance news. You're not allowed to get health updates. You're not get allowed to get, we're worried about your kid. They seem really down. All that stuff is, you can't possibly do that. All you get is the bills. Now, there are forms you can fill out if well, your you, kid consents.
0: This is assuming you're paying bills. Maybe that's usually the case, but it's not always the case. Where a parent is paying
1: bills. Well, no. All I'm saying is the only thing you get from the college right. is the bills.
0: But if you weren't paying bills, then you'd have no relationship other than you're you're their parent. But at that right. point, they're an adult off at
1: college. Right. Yeah. And it's just it's yet another example of how awfully we're dealing with the question of when is a kid an adult. Mm-hmm. And you know, as the parent of uh, at least one kid who had struggles in school, uh, emotional grades, etc. And, uh, and she said, no, I'm I'd, I'd more than happy to have the help. And we went to the trouble of filling out the various forms. It was a pain in the ass. And it's just, it's awful. I feel so, it's terrible for this family. Well,
3: that's a tough
0: one because um, I was off at college on my own. I would hated the idea of the college contact and my parents telling me what I was doing and what I was not doing. I'm a grown up out here in the world. Leave me the frig alone. Yeah. I would have hated that and, and seen it as a violation of my being an adult out in the world. Which yeah. is apparently the way the rules were written, but you're thinking there's changing uh, societal values or what? Well, that's part of it.
1: That's part of it. I don't know. We're so terrible at judgment calls these days. Um, I mean, I, I get your point completely. I understand it. At the same time, you got a kid who's who's obviously you know off the rails and heading down fast and. Nobody can, like, drop a note to the parents and say, hey, I'm one of your kid's teachers. He's a hell of a good kid, but, man, I'm worried about him. He's really, really down. Why don't you give him a call? I have no problem with that. And if you call your kid and they say, no, I'm fine. I was kind of pissed off. I blew the test, but I'm fine. Then there's no harm done. I just, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe Everything's I'll, rules
0: Zero tolerance. I'm You know, quite possibly I'll feel different when I have a 20-year-old in college. Right now, I'm just thinking of myself as a college kid, hate the idea of the college telling on me when I don't show up to class or whatever. Well, they'd have been busy in my case. Well, right, yeah. exactly. Your dad calls up and says, oh, you've been missing class a lot lately. Uh, Yeah, who told you? <laughs> um, my grades yeah, will be fine. And I and study I, a again, lot on I the get, weekends or something. I get something. your point,
1: but you need to, lo- you need to live it, because, you know... For instance, Caitlin got her head cracked open. She got a serious concussion, the rest of it. And you just, we can't get any information. Nobody will tell us anything because she's quote unquote an adult. And it's just, it was, it sucked. But maybe there should be. We have no idea what an adult is in this society, and we ought to quit pretending we do. Maybe there should be a system
0: where you at the beginning decide what's our relationship going to be here: student, parent, and college. And you all sign paperwork that says. No, that's more or less what happens. If you More ask or for or it, but it doesn't—it doesn't happen automatically.
1: Well, right. right, and it doesn't occur to you those uh, those of us who are unable to foresee the future don't don't a know everything that's going to happen and b know what the freaking arcane rules and regulations are surrounding those happenings because everything's a rule now everything's a regulation and a lawsuit and the rest of it but eh, don't eh I don't want to talk about this it's too depressing.
0: Hmm. Okay. That story's getting a lot of attention.
1: What they've done is outlaw any sort of personal judgment and and friendship. Or, or well, just any judgment.
0: Oh, absolutely. D- trust me, I know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, at Yeah, at every turn, that is the case. <clears throat> adding to the list of my gripes is the, the coverage of the media of the Supreme Court decision about sports betting. Which is, uh, it just shows that most journalists have no idea what the court system is and how it's supposed to work. What everybody reported was that the Supreme Court said sports betting is fine in all 50 states. What they said was the law regulating sports betting and forbidding it is unconstitutional. The courts don't decide what policies are best and what ought to happen. Now, ruth bader ginsburg thinks they should and that's the way she approaches the job but what the they said is the congress's effort to regulate this sucks it's a bad law you got to try again and come up with a better law so if it's not replaced we could see what the journalists are predicting we shall see and what they're predicting is all sorts of wild stuff
0: yes that's what i want and that's what we're we'll talking about next
1: i want wild stuff when you're playing candy crush on your phone you could be doing it for money everybody's phone is going to be a casino Goodbye next week. The interesting wrinkle to me is once I found out that all four major sports had been
0: fighting these sorts of things, that signals to me that they think their sports are going to be tainted by this betting. They must not trust their players, their reps, or somebody.
1: Or they want it all to be in-house somehow or other. Maybe. And they want to cut. Maybe going
0: to have running backs running the wrong way now. Oh, absolutely. A rash of it. They'll run to their the wrong end zone and then they'll just say, oh, I forgot! And
1: then you'll see them drive off in a Mercedes. Kickers missing field goals and laughing as they accept an armload of cash oh. from the mobster right, right on the, the sideline. Right on the field. <laughs> they'll walk with their middle finger raised. I don't care. You cut me. Go ahead. I just made $15 million. That's what will happen. That's
0: right. we'll discuss it next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The conscience of the nation.
0: Say you have too many pictures in your phone. How many pictures do you have in your phone? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Go to your albums. It'll tell you
1: right there. It'll say all photos. Is this a contest?
0: Well, there's no winner. It's just I'm going to tell you how many photos I got in my phone, which is insane.
1: Uh, it's like 2,700. I have 13,123
0: photos Great in my phone. Great Scott, man. 13,000.
1: It's insane. I
0: can take you through both kids from uh, from emerging from mom, bloody on her chest, all the way through now. I've got all those pictures in my
1: phone. Bloody hell. I thought I had locations off on my phone. What happened? Did it turn itself back on? And I I like
0: carrying those around because every once in a while I'll just think of a moment in time with my children and I can go back to that time and see pictures or videos or whatever. It's awesome. Be able to carry that around. My dad carried around one black and white photo of me as a baby his whole life. Wow. I got my kids'
1: entire lives in my phone. He doesn't look quite like this anymore, (laughs) but he's a fine lad. (laughs) So listen, the Supreme Court with a, a surprising decision to a lot of folks... Uh, knocking down the law that Congress had passed that essentially said, "All right, Nevada, you can have sports betting, but nobody else can."
0: I had seven hundred and fifty dollars that the Supreme Court went the other direction. Yeah.
1: And anyway, uh, what's going to happen next is uh, subject of great speculation and prediction. And Bryce Miller, who's a sports columnist at the San Diego Union-Tribune, joins us to talk about the the decision, what it might mean. Hey, Bryce, how are you? Good
4: morning. I uh, I have two thoughts initially. One. Finally, I'm on the Armstrong and Getty show. You That's know, my first thought. It, like, and, there and number is, two, I the, do not want to
1: see one. Go ahead. I was going to say the vetting process is extremely thorough.
4: <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> oh, cabinet
1: yeah. secretaries, nothing compared
4: to Armstrong and Getty guests. And your second thought. It's like it's like actually becoming a Supreme Court justice. For, a lot like um, that. Second thought is I don't want to see at least one photo on your phone yeah, exactly. uh, after listening to that description. Yeah, so,
0: it's it's, uh, back, it's. Good morning. It's, it's fairly candid. Um, you know what we like in talk radio? Worst case scenarios. What's the worst? What's the worst thing that can happen with this legalized betting thing?
4: Okay, the worst case scenario is probably every college basketball game gets fixed and and is involved in a point shaving scandal. Um, every neighbor where you live becomes a gambling addict, <laughs> and and and, some, and somehow you said worst case. Well, right, and but some. And somehow global warming is affected. Right, mm-hmm. right, and
0: yeah, and North Korea gets a bigger nuke. But so, <laughs> but, but we we spend a hundred and fifty billion dollars a year on illegal gambling. Now that's a lot of money. So if if you know if if sports could be affected by gambling, wouldn't it already be more affected?
4: Well, yeah. In, in the column I wrote in the Union Tribune, one of the examples I raised at the University of San Diego, they had a player in 2011 that. Uh, the feds uh, charged in a point-fixing scandal, and that happened when gambling, sports wagering, uh, ninety that $150 billion that you mentioned that's, that's wagered in this country, estimated that's wagered in this country on sports betting, 90, 97% of that is estimated to be illegal. When that was happening, when it was unregulated, when there was no oversight at all, that kind of thing's happening. So one of the arguments you could make is that uh, by bringing it out into the open, by regulating it, by having, uh, you know, beyond just casino interest, uh, you you know, you've got Indian casinos, you've got potentially racetracks, which there are 41 satellite betting uh, sites in California alone. They have a huge vested interest in making sure this is above board because uh, if anything chips away at the integrity of what they're offering, that, you know, ultimately hurts their product. So, you could make the argument that bringing it out in the open and regulating it is a benefit in terms of making sure that games are legit and above board.
1: Interesting. And you also make the point in your piece, and we'll have a link so people can uh, find it at com. but that governments are, are starting to slobber a little bit and think about uh, revenue sources and local potholes and that sort of thing.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's I think it's not exactly the same, but it's a parallel discussion, especially in California with the you know the cannabis uh, tax and and revenue that's related to that i it's way too early to see how that's going to shake out but you can kind of look at colorado and get an idea uh pros and cons what that might look like for california but just the sense of scale uh with the size of california the numbers I, i think i saw a stat the other day that california's economy alone is bigger than great britain's economy And when you think about it in those terms and what taxation on anything, what new taxation, new revenue streams could look like, whether it's cannabis or whether it's uh, gambling, especially when these are voluntary taxes, this isn't everybody's tax for, you know, this isn't a property tax. If you don't want to pay a tax, you don't have to make a bet. Um, So this is just...
1: I was going to say to universalize it for the uh, many folks listening all across America to the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, you are going to get a pitch very much like the lottery pitch, that it's okay because the money will go to schools and fixing local roads and the rest of it when it'll probably just go into the general fund. Um, But, uh, well, have you heard much? um, I know your beat is sports and not uh, the law, per se, Bryce, but... Um, I've heard Congress has the uh, game act or whatever they've been working on for years and years and years and, and, and there's a good possibility they'll put a new law in and none of this stuff will happen.
4: Well, I, one, one of the things it's, it, it's a situation where there are far more questions than answers because each state will have to go in based on whatever their constitute state constitution is, whatever their legislative protocol is to decide whether they want to allow it in any form initially. Um, and that that will take a while, except in New Jersey. It seems like everyone in New Jersey was ready to roll as soon as they, you know, they hit, hit, they hit the green button as soon as the Supreme Court ruling landed. But it's one of those things with, you know, there's so many things. Is it just at brick and mortar sites if a state allows it? Or is it online? Is it uh, there, are, there are professional sports leagues that are asking for an integrity fee of one percent, which some, you know, gauge as an additional tax on that revenue. Um, is that, allowed? What, would is they, that what, allowed? what do
0: they claim they're going to do with the integrity fee?
4: They're going to, you know, they're going to pump up some integrity with it. <laughs> <Just laughs> clearly, oh, okay. well summarized. <laughs> No, they're going to
1: monitor uh, I, their players and refs and institute programs and, yeah, you, and
4: auditing? Or,
0: you mentioned New Jersey. And in New Jersey, the four major sports really fought that battle because they're scared of legalized gambling or don't want it for some reason. Do you have any idea why? Are they actually worried that their players or refs can't be trusted?
4: Well, the one outlier, On you're right, for the most part. Uh, the one outlier is the NBA. Uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, God, it's probably been four years ago, wrote an essay uh, in support of legalized regulated gambling mm. um, for his league, He's, the NBA is already a pretty progressive league. They're you know, uh, they allow more sharing of fans on social media, video and highlights, and you know, Major League Baseball and NFL d- doesn't allow that to happen. I think they are more open to what it does to promote the league when you when you you know think about those things with a long term vision rather than a short term mm. concern. Good and idea. So the, so the NBA thinks of it a little different, but you're right. A lot of these teams, the NFL and, and Major League Baseball in particular, I, I don't really know, you know, how the NHL feels about it in, in any great detail. And, and nobody cares. Two, <laughs> you know, okay. I care deeply. Hey, the playoffs, man. Don't say that in Vegas with the Golden Knights. That's a big story. But, um, you know, those two leagues, the N- Major League Baseball and the NFL – They want to control everything in their lives, everything in their sphere. They want every dime they can possibly get. They want their share of the pie and then some. So those leagues probably are scared of what shape this takes, whether they can get a piece of it, how it benefits them. And I just think there are too many details to work out.
0: That was Sean's cynical view, and he turns out to be right. Speaking of Sean, our producer Sean (laughs) bet Joe a $50 bill that – Houston would not win one game that the Warriors would sweep. What's your production as a sports writer?
4: Well, he he, uh, he lost fifty dollars. Right? There you go. Well said, you Bryce. want in on
1: this action, sucker? <laughs> well said, Bryce. <laughs> is that the answer?
0: Well, uh, Charles Barkley said anybody who thinks Houston's going to win a game is an idiot,
1: <laughs> which is hilarious. Of course, Chuck is a professional uh, entertainer. Hey, Bryce, I'm afraid we're out of time, but we sure appreciate the uh, the insight, and it's great to talk to you.
4: Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. Anytime. All right, let's
1: let's do it again soon. I tell you what, I, in Jersey, in particular, the, the in particular the mob's got to be terrified because they run sports books, sports betting. They make millions and millions and millions of dollars yeah. running uh,
0: you know illegal bookies. I think in general, though, what you said yesterday, and I've not heard anybody else say this, is the most clearly true thing. It's similar to the marijuana thing in that most people who wanted to do it were already, and most people who didn't want to do it didn't want to do
1: it. Yeah, I, uh, I can easily buy the it'll be out in the sunshine argument. I'm not in favor of it necessarily, but a lot of forbid it, has got to be carefully crafted.
3: What's coming up in your news Marshall? Now, Turkey's getting involved in the Palestinian-Israeli no, confrontation. Nobody cares. And word is Bill O'Reilly returning to Cable News. Stories coming up minutes from now Armstrong and Getty.
1: Wow. Turkey, named after an ugly bird. Please stay
3: tuned
0: to the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> The fact that fathead al-Sadr in Iraqi is leading in the elections currently. The guy that we battled for so many years in charge of militias that killed so many of our soldiers. You open up democracy to Iraq and they vote for him. Yep, his party. Insurgent. That is something. That's the trouble with Democracy. You give it to a lot of countries, and they we, we force democracy on countries, and they vote for things that are anti-U.S.
1: To- or totalitarianism, or vote for yeah dictators. So. Yeah, yeah. Breaking news! Breaking news! <laughs> Legendary author Tom Wolfe has died. Tom Wolfe, chronicler has died. and satirist of American culture, at age 80, uh, eighty-seven. So if you had plans later today to call Tom Wolfe, don't waste your time. So he was the guy who wore a white suit all the time. Yes, mm-hmm. Bonfire of the Vanities, the right stuff. The Electric Kool Aid Acid Test. I,
0: I read uh, uh, and others. I read the Electric Kool Aid Acid Test. Awesome. Tried to read Bonfire of the Vanities recently. It's of its time. It does yeah. not hold
1: up well. Yeah, you know what? I uh, yeah, I gave up on it. Right stuff. One of the greats. There you go. Well, he'll be missed, as you said. Indeed. Did I say that? I I should have.
0: Mark that off your calendar if you're at dinner scheduled with Tom Wolf later in the week. Mm. So there you go. He won't show up. (laughs) Wow. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. The
3: U.N. Security Council is holding an emergency meeting now to discuss the deadly clashes at the Gaza border. This, as Turkey says, it is prepared to take in wounded Palestinians after Israeli fire killed dozens and wounded hundreds during Monday's Gaza border protest. Now, the country's, Turkey's health minister, said their emergency agency and the military had prepared an air bridge to start transporting wounded to Palestinians, and they were just waiting for the negotiations to conclude. So they're going to be flying in, taking out the wounded, and taking them back to Turkey, apparently, at this point. So I was just asking, Joe,
0: these people who are complaining that Trump's move has killed the Middle East peace process, are they serious about that? Is that just anti-Trumpism gone crazy? Or did they, the editorial board of the New York Times, Trump's failure in Jerusalem, how it's a blow to the dream of peace. What peace? I don't, how many, how many decades do you need to try this before you decide clearly it's not going to happen? Well, in
1: the the entirely symbolic fantasy that Jerusalem isn't the capital of Israel, it's just, I, I don't even know, how do you keep an idea like that in your head? What's the purpose of it? Mm. Well, because finally admitting it'll really piss off the Palestinians and blah, blah, blah. I just. I who woke I, up pissed off? Well, right. I just. What color is the sky in your world? Mm. There are others who don't have nearly as loud a megaphone, the mainstream media, who say finally we can get past this silly, silly issue and negotiate things that might change.
3: One of those really rough stories, it's getting a lot of national attention. A couple from Fairfield, California, facing charges for the alleged neglect and torture of their 10 children. Police say they found the kids living in deplorable conditions on March 31st. Officials say that interviews with the kids indicated a pattern of severe physical and emotional abuse. One of the more interesting aspects of this is
1: mom. Yep. Who's out in the media saying, what? No, we're great parents. We're model parents. There's no problems here.
3: Mom out on bail says the charges are ludicrous. She took reporters on a tour of her home saying that the mess that was very evident was really left by police. How's she out on bail? Uh, Out on $10,000 bail. You abuse 10 children
0: for their whole lives and you get out on bail?
1: She has 11 biological children. I don't know where the 11th is, and she's 30 years old, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, they think Dad is the real monster. Right.
3: Yeah, she's mm-hmm. accused of child neglect. He's accused of, uh, of uh, possible torture. God dang it. So anyway, yes, yeah, she is out, and she took reporters in, said, uh, here's the place, look, it's not so bad. The reporters looked around and said, whoa, this is really weird. And uh, apparently there was feces all over the bathroom, decaying food. Anyway, she says her kids are all right. Take my children in and get physicals on them. Give them x-rays. Do whatever you have to do.
1: You will find nothing. Yeah, except well, she... puncture wounds and evidence of them being shot with pellet guns and tortured. And she's saying her, her husband's a model dad. He just has scary-looking tattoos, so right. people judge him. All right, she's, he, she says he's been treated unfairly.
0: My husband has a lot of tattoos. He looks like a scary individual, and that's why people are so quick to judge him. Hmm, she doesn't sound crazy.
3: No, I think the
1: the accounts of the children and the medical evidence is what I'm going on, darling. I don't care about your husband's neck and face tats.
3: This is another one of those incidents uh, where many of the neighbors said they didn't know the couple had any kids, let alone 10.
2: That's very strange.
3: And some other people said when they first moved in, they heard some uh, kids playing out in the backyard late at night. Former Fox News hosts Bill O'Reilly, Greta Van Susteren, and Eric Bolin have been approached to host primetime programs on Newsmax TV. That's according to the New York Post. Didn't know there was a Newsmax TV. Yes, apparently they're on cable systems all around the country. Uh, former White House press I secretary. I never go
0: beyond Channel 13.
3: <laughs> former White House. You get into
0: Crazyville, you might see a boob. Oh, Lord. Oh, bye. Or hear some bad language. I don't like my hells and dams on my television.
3: Former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer is also set to star on a politically focused late night panel show. Now you got my attention. Again, this would be on Newsmax. Does
0: Bill O'Reilly want a show on a channel people didn't know exist for $100,000 a year? Probably not.
3: He -hmm. gets the
0: job, though. Ladies wear pants to work.
1: Oh, boy. Wow, that was way out of bounds. Was it? Yeah, that you ought to be on channel 137 with talk like that.
3: In the NBA playoffs, Kevin Durant and the Warriors offense couldn't be slowed down as they went into Houston. They beat the Rockets 119-106 in game one of the Western Conference Finals. Durant going off for 37 points to help Golden State take a two-nothing lead in the best of seven. Clay Thompson connecting on six threes, including this one. Thompson from downtown. Yes. Clay Thompson. Thompson's last three set up by Draymond Green.
2: He steps right into it, and he blows a kiss to the crowd. And then Chris Webber didn't stop talking until the game was over. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Sean's
0: not a fan of Chris Webber as an analyst on the NBA. (laughs) So bad.
2: (laughs) So, but where's the limit, all right? I'm a Warriors
0: fan. I'm enjoying it, but where's the limit? So if LeBron comes and joins the Warriors and says, hey, I want to win some rings, and so they win, you know, 75 games in a regular season and sweep through the playoffs for the next five years, would that still be fun? Or, uh, what, what are you going to do with sports if all the stars get together and think, you know, what's fun is we win all the time?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. That we're could gonna, happen. We're going to get creative. We're going to try harder. We're gonna we're going to be the the, the 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 David to the Goliath. You gotta you gotta not and quit. You're going to lose. Yes, that too. We'll do that
1: too. Well, yeah, at some <laughs> point, I don't know. Uh, payroll becomes an issue. Yeah, and they, they and they get
0: old. So a different team right. does the same thing. But right. I don't know. I don't know if, if if you go through these half dozen years
3: per uh dynasty dynasties in their
0: prime or i don't
3: know there you go that's right that's your news i'm marshall phillips the armstrong and getty show the conscience of the nation thanks squawky you install parody rules you know Uh, every year
1: every player is released from every team and then you redraft i would love that so much you're uh, it'd be tough to bring up kids you know as a player but uh, what are you gonna do
0: they don't care anyway
1: they
2: don't? <laughs> uh, a, a, a lot of them don't. Wait a, large, a minute. A large percentage <laughs> awful of them. thing to say. <laughs> don't even live in the... I mean, they have houses for in sure. the cities they play, but they don't live there.
0: Yeah, they live where there's no state tax. So. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, because <laughs>
2: yeah, they can. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. That that would be an interesting idea. I'd watch that. I would love that. Oh, wow. Did you see who Orlando got this year?
1: You yeah. know, that sort of thing. Yeah. That'd be exciting.
0: But when the Warriors were the best team and then got Kevin Durant, I mean, what is what is that for sports? I don't know. I'm enjoying it. My cool. team is winning. Yes. Yes. I've not yet donned the Warriors hat for the year, though. That's oh, usually, no. a,
1: please don't. usually the kiss of death. He's, uh, he's the cooler, everybody. Absolutely. Just wait until after I win the bet with Joe, please. <laughs> please. There's no chance you win that bet.
0: Um, I still could get into the Why Liberals Aren't As Smart as They Think They Are from the New York Times, which is getting a lot of attention. Or not. I, I would love it. Surprisingly. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for the Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: Armstrong and
1: Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: You guys ever heard of the Pew Research
1: Center? Okay, it's like a nonpartisan fact tank. It's really important for this next joke. (laughs) Researchers are developing technology that could one day lead to humans being able to emit lasers from their eyes. It's just one of the many amazing projects coming out of the Pew Pew Research Center. I well, wasn't that good a joke. Although mm. the story is true, new contact lenses could let you shoot lasers from your eyes. Finally. for uh, Yeah, for what reason? And so you can shoot
2: lasers out of your eyes. <laughs> Seriously. Do though? stuff with them. Yeah, like what, though? I don't, I don't have the slightest idea. <laughs> I can't give my enemies a heads up of what I'm going to do to them <gasps> with exactly. my laser eyes. Exactly. You're going to disclose troop movements next?
0: Tommy? So here's something kind of funny before I get to the uh, <clears throat> meat of this segment So somebody went down the YouTube the YouTube wormhole which we've all done I think oh yeah it would seem pretty clear that they uh, they had searched on flossing as a dance to see what it looks like we were talking about that earlier it's sweeping the nation especially among the young and somehow they ended up searching on the Charleston dance that's what you do on YouTube right? You're into something, you see a little side idea, or you think of something else, next thing you know, you haven't eaten in days and you've soiled your pants. (laughs) It's not until your computer runs out of battery juice that you finally turn off your YouTube. But so somebody searched the Charleston dance, and they're watching a Charleston video. And the suggestions to the side are a bunch of old-timey things. Uh, Super old-timey things. The Charleston was a dance way back in the 30s or whatever. One of the suggestions is Marshall Phillips attempts to do three (laughs) push-ups.
1: Wow. What?
0: (laughs) Now, is that an age thing, or is there a... How is Marshall associated with the Charleston?
1: I am completely (laughs) befuddled, yet I understand. I don't... Is it because... (laughs) Internet works. It's the
0: picture they sent me, the screen capture. It's a picture of him in the sweats with the headband trying to do three (laughs) push-ups. In failing. I wasn't here that day. Mm. I don't know how many push-ups he did. Mm. I was told he did five.
2: Oh. That, you were lied to. Yeah, you were, That was a lie. It's like three and two-thirds at least. No.
0: Hanson, of all the push-ups happened before you arrived, okay, so you've yet to see Marshall do his push-ups. Okay, that'll be good. That'll be good when that finally happens. He's training again, right, after his injury? Yeah, I believe he's back on his... Well, you're his trainer, Sean.
2: Is he back in his training regimen or I no? believe training resumes mid-next week, I okay, think, is our latest... Uh, <laughs> okay. But yeah, I mean, Vegas is still not taking action on and it. They, they, need, s- they need some firm medical diagnosis. And there may be some starting over to it, right? Because he was at like one some. push-up. Some? It's been
1: months since he even attempted like one. Like a year.
0: Yeah. So yeah, he might have to start back over at one push-up. All right. Liberals, you're not as smart as you think from Jared Alexander. He's a professor of political science at the University of Virginia. This was in the New York Times. And then, interestingly enough, it is the most popular article of the last week and a half because they list those on the New York Times. Yes. Now, I don't know if that's by uh, other liberals who read the New York Times and want to know what do you mean or if it's by, you know, conservatives that are happy with the headline or what. I'll just hit you with a little bit of it because I think you get the point. I know many liberals and two of them are uh, really are my best friends. Liberals make good movies and television shows. Their idealism has been an inspiration for me and many others. Many liberals are very smart, but they're not as smart or as persuasive as they think. And a backlash against liberals, a backlash that most liberals don't seem to realize they're causing, is going to get President Trump reelected. We have talked about that on this very show. Mm -hmm. Take the past few weeks at the White House's Correspondents Association dinner in Washington. The comedian Michelle Wolf landed some punchlines that were funny and some that weren't. But people reacted less to her talent and more to the liberal politics that she personified. For every viewer who loved her Trump bashing, there seemed to be at least one uh, put off by the one-sidedness of her routine. And then he goes through a bunch of other examples. We've been saying that for a long time here. I, I think that whole... Look, we're so much smarter than the whole Trump crowd and much more moral. Yeah, yo, yeah, well, yeah, everything. I mean, we're smarter, we're yeah. more moral, we're we're you know, we're better read, we're better dressed, we have better taste, <laughs> we have just everything. That is so pervasive in all of as he points out in in movies, music, everything,
1: that's going to get Trump reelected. Here's here's the key phrase I think that if you are a lefty, you might find persuasive The key paragraph, he talks about how liberals dominate the entertainment industry, including most of the influential news sources, America's universities. That means that people with progressive leanings are everywhere in the public eye and also on the college campuses attended by many people's children or grandkids. These platforms come with a lot of power to express values, confer credibility, and celebrity, and start national conversations that others really can't ignore. But this makes liberals feel more powerful than they are, or more accurately. um, And he also says it makes you think you're more persuasive than you are. And liberals often don't realize how provocative or inflammatory they can be. Yeah, I like his statement that, Liberals
0: are often better at pissing. He didn't say this, but pissing people off than persuading
1: people. Right. You think you're right. persuading people, you're just pissing them off. Right. And and because your views are echoed so universally in media and you know college campuses and the rest of it, you start to get the idea that it is uh, indisputable that what you think is so.
0: Sure. We can give you. We give you a good example every single day the late night the tv shows they take a shot at trump or they mention something left leaning and the crowd goes wild or boos depending on which but it's universal it's like okay we all agree on this well half the country at least doesn't agree with that right yeah but that's never portrayed
1: and i know plenty of people who hang around exclusively in conservative circles and they end up being really insulated and think everybody agrees oh, sure. with them and the rest oh, yeah. of it it's, oh, yeah. it's It's a human tendency. But that's not on TV all the time and on the radio all the time. Exactly. But the circles they hang out in are not TV, news, newspapers, Hollywood, and universities. That's your closed-off, super-tight bubble. But because it seems so big... Liberals start to think that everybody thinks that way and or anybody who doesn't think that way is obviously too stupid or racist or whatever to even get on the news. Uh, I didn't stay up
0: until two o'clock in the morning on election night because I was so excited about Donald Trump being president and his policies. I stayed up and I think a lot of people did because I was so excited that the media that thinks they, they know everything and control everything were
1: wrong. That's what I enjoy. Right.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. And the other thing uh, Alexander does so well, I think, and, and it's funny, I had a conversation in IRL in real life yesterday about this, um, that if you are constantly attacked, even if it's your, not, not your natural inclination, to be a fighter or counter-attacker or angry or whatever, after a while, you just get tired of being attacked. And that really gins up enthusiasm at the I, polls and otherwise.
0: I think a successful candidate against Trump is going to have to understand that.
1: I would suggest a more accommodating point of view right than you typically hear.
0: You are listening to The Armstrong and Getty Show.